everybody, welcome back to Play It or Play, our weekly podcast here in Nerdy Northerners. Oh, I can hear myself in my thing. I see what's going on there. Anyway, welcome back to our weekly podcast where we talk about the weekly gaming news that you won't want to miss. Everything that goes on between the new consoles, retro consoles, the gaming industry itself. The three of us, between uh, my co-hosts Danny and Wes, how are you guys doing? Doing good? Doing good. Danny, how are you doing? Okay, oh, Danny, hear me? <laughs> Unless he's being perfectly still, I think he might be undergoing a small hiccup. He might be undergoing a hiccup, but it is yeah. good to have you here, Wes. And uh, as usual, we do talk about the weekly gaming news. Again, you guys won't want to miss. Our big topic of the night tonight is going to be the PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X. Every show we have a big topic, and that is going to be the one that later on this evening we are going to be talking about more in depth. This is going to be part two of our conversation. We've already talked about it once between the two consoles. We've given each their own exclusive time as well. The Xbox Series X had it a couple episodes ago. Sony was even further beginning of June. So you can go back and check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast source where our earlier podcasts are on to find our opinions on those. And, uh... Otherwise, though, we're going to get into our weekly news again. Uh, these are We're just going to go back and forth with each other and give you our thoughts on the biggest news topics. Uh, that you, again, This is the kind of stuff you just don't want to miss. So we're going to kick it off first with uh, the Fall Guys. Obviously, this is a big game that has been going around taking the industry by storm. It is fun. It's energetic. It's competitive. It's another form of Battle Royale that really kind of takes a notch and Puts it somewhere else. Uh, I, I've yet to play Fall Guys. Wes, have you had a chance to play this game? Uh, I haven't played it yet. Uh, but, you know, if I could do a quick plug, we're going to be playing it tomorrow night. So, you should absolutely uh, on can. Game On. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be checking it out tomorrow with the, with the guys on Game On. Uh, we're going to be messing around with that. But I, I've, I've watched a lot of video of this thing. That It looks – it's just such a sim- – like a simple idea, but just great execution on it and, and – just looks like a ton of fun to play absolutely and i mean talking about talking about execution they have a bidding war going on right now between the different brands out there and it's going towards charity and, and i think that's a really good initiative for them to if the first thing that they do is they make a skin where you have to bid for it you're bidding for it and i think the highest right now is 130,000 us dollars is the current bid right now i believe i uh, I forget the company. It's. Uh, I was going to say. So that's that's a company bidding to make uh, a skin. It's a company. It's a company bidding for their skin to be made for the yeah. game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I mean, great advertising. You got a hot game. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to get yourself out there. I think it's an esports organization or, or a gaming organization of some sorts. Um, I know a few others have been in the mix and have offered to uh, contribute or. You know, be uh, be part of that. Um, it's going to be interesting how that falls out and which brand is going to end up winning this bidding war. Again, it all goes to charity, so it's an absolutely fantastic cause. Danny, can you hear me? Yes, I'm sorry, I am back. He's back. Has been driving me nuts today. Uh, hopefully, you guys can hear me. Can you guys hear me? We can hear yep. you, good sir. Absolutely, we can. Yep. Uh, so. I'm not sure if you heard me there about Fall Guys and the brand wars. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, fill me in a little bit because I didn't catch any of it. 
So Fall Guys obviously is that game taking the gaming industry by storm. Everyone out there is playing it or you've seen it or you've heard about it. It's almost a new Fortnite. Uh, there's a they got brands uh, starting a charity bidding war. And right now I think the top bid's 130,000. I just think that's a really cool initiative. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, that's a pretty cool initiative. Uh, that's uh, of course I I know the game. My brother is fully addicted to that game. He plays it almost every night. Uh, I unfortunately haven't tried that game, but you know, having a bidding war to raise money for for something is that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I think you know a lot of games. Uh, you know, there's a lot of games out there that can do that, and showing the initiative to do it. Uh, and this is a game that came out of nowhere, right? This this is just like you said. It might be, or it is, the next Fortnite or the next big game. So uh, that's that's a pretty uh, amazing achievement for such a short amount of time that this game has been released. I think so. You know what it, it reminds me of uh, is Rocket League. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it does. Because it, it, it's doing the, the similar sort of thing where it launched on PSN for free, uh, and that's kind of where people have kind of found it, I guess. And then, uh, you know, you can get it on Steam and other platforms and that sort of thing, but... Yeah, having that that free availability on PSN is is huge. Mm -hmm, absolutely, it really gets the game out there, gets into a lot of people's hands, and you know, there's something coming up with free games, free games, free games, and and them having a massive amount of success that is a repeated tale. I, I want to take some time to talk about that on another one of our podcasts coming up. I think that's going to be a, an interesting topic because it could be the future of gaming, especially with how few some of these companies are going. Uh, with subscription models and the sort. But uh, yeah, moving on from Fall Guys, though, um, there's some new DLC in Minecraft. And if you are a fan of the prehistoric times, you're in for a treat because there is Jurassic World DLC that has been released for Minecraft. You can pick it up for $7.99 US, and it gives you uh, the ability to have dinosaurs in your... Or to having a map with dinosaurs i don't believe you can have a generate a randomly generated world and there'd be dinosaurs included or like a dinosaur um what do they call them um biome a dinosaur biome exists but it's pretty much as if you're buying like a server package so you're going to be able to see dinosaurs there interact with them and do all that sort of thing um i think it's i think it's interesting although i i kind of wish it would have been more just like a base game update danny uh, yeah, uh, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of Minecraft. I know you are, Jake, uh, and I know uh, your wife is too. Um, but yeah, this I, I love seeing collaborations between you know film franchises and gaming. And uh, like I said, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, are one of my favorite things of all time. Uh, and I think it's really cool. I, I like to see people's designs. So that's the really cool thing about Minecraft, right? Mm -hmm. Is being able to create your own world. Uh, and incorporating dinosaurs and, uh, you know, p uh, pieces of the Jurassic Park slash universe uh, is a really, really cool thing. I think more games need to focus on trying to incorporate some movie stuff into the gaming thing uh, because there's fans of both. Uh, and, yeah, $7.99, like you said, that's a natural good price for it. So I, I know you guys played a dinosaur game. I forget which game it was, Wes. Uh, which one was that? We we played a, a Jurassic World game Evolution? where you're, uh, yeah, where you're you're basically running the park. So it's simulated. You can build your own various pens and get your your various dinosaurs that you want, and then they all eat each other, and it's just it's just awful. Actually, the game was was really fun, but 
it, I just felt terrible. I kept naming dinosaurs and they kept dying. <laughs> they, they did keep dying. So would you be excited to play that in a Minecraft version though? Do you play Minecraft? I, I don't. Uh, I've, I've played it a little bit like back in like the alpha days when it was kind of first building up its steam in that. And uh, it, not really my thing, but um, I mean, I, I, I think I'm kind of like Danny. I, I, like I love to see what people create in that, in that mm-hmm. sort of game, that sort of sandbox. So I'd definitely be interested to see what uh, what people can put together with that, mm-hmm. and and something that kind of breaks out of that that like it, obviously I want to check out and see someone who's made a Jurassic Park in it, but I I'm be more interested to see like people making those those things that you really don't think of and it's like right dinosaurs are in that too right. uh, you know that's the sort of thing I really want to see. So Sega intends to aggressively port games to steam and other new platforms so i think that's rather interesting news again we continue talking about subscriptions and we continue talking about shifts in in the industry where gaming's going uh now, now sega mostly a console exclusive company is going to be opening up their games onto steam and other new platforms which i mean can only mean mobile devices and the sort uh danny i know you're a huge sega fan so how are you, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that anything's going to be lost by doing that? Do you think it's only a positive game? Oh, well, honestly, you're looking back, right? Sega hasn't had its own console since Dreamcast in 97, or I should say not 97, the early 2000s. Um, and, you know, we've already seen, um, you know, Nintendo and Sega work together. That that was the collaboration. They were They were the ones that are making the games together. They're playing nice compared to what they did in the 90s. Um, and we've kind of seen it with uh, Sega Ages. Uh, basically, that is uh, Sega's uh, a mobile thing where you, they're porting their games onto mobile so people can play. Um, this doesn't shock me, right? This this is one thing that Sega has uh, brought out, and they, they're... You know they don't have the money to make a system or they don't want to make a system anymore they're a software publisher so um getting you know new games or or better games onto different consoles um it doesn't like i say it doesn't shock me they they have to evolve with what's going on uh, unless you know down the road they decide hey you know what we're gonna come back we're gonna start making some consoles again uh and you know they, they that will drastically changed our idea but as for right now i don't see a problem with it so like i said since they make games for pretty much every console it's not a shocking thing and uh i like you guys like you said i'm a huge sega guy i want to see some more sega stuff i want to see i want to see a sega console come back because that is my childhood uh grew up with sega and nintendo and to me those are my all-time favorites um but yeah this is only going to help them out in the future and if this gives them that extra amount of money down the road, who's to stop them to make a new system? It could happen. It really could. They, I mean, it'd be interesting for them to enter, enter into the console race once more. Wes, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I read this story the, the other day, and it, they were attributing a lot of this to uh, the success of the Yakuza games on, on Steam and, and then bringing them over there. And I, I, What it leapt out to me was just, I, I really love when, maybe not underappreciated games but like maybe games that aren't really getting the the amount of recognition that they they probably should for their quality and 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 just how much fun you can have playing them um that they get their due and and are put out on as many platforms for as many people to get their hands and eyes on them 
um, it, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of of kind of people being able to access the 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 best games out there for whatever platform they're they're playing it on. And and I'm a big fan of the Yakuza games, so to see them do well on Steam was was really heartwarming for me. I, I completely agree. There, it's nice to have Sega and their you know them being able to reach new customers, them being able to bring more people into the fold. I mean, it can only do better for those games and their, you know, and their series receiving more sales. And I mean, that can lead to revitalized series ultimately if they get enough cash flow or new games that come out. So I, I have to agree. It's only a, only a great thing here for Sega and uh, the likely step of a lot of other publishers as the move to PC and the shift away from console gaming kind of, kind of continues um, I mean, Microsoft, one of these forefronters, we're going to be talking about that more in, in just a little bit here. Um, uh, some of you, I got a couple of points here that, uh, big, a little bit of news that happened this week. We're going to save this for the discussion tonight because it is all related with it. Um, uh, the next one we're going to talk about, though, is the A Beautiful RPG trailer was shown off out of the blue. This had everyone wondering where it came from. There was no early indication this was going to be coming out. Yeah, it's a game called Black Myth Wukong, and if you haven't already checked out the trailer, go on YouTube or wherever you want to go and find and watch this video. Go watch it. You're not going to, you are not missing, or you don't want to miss out on this. Um, I don't know, uh, Wes, have you had a chance of checking this one out? Yeah, I, I, this thing came across my, my Twitter feed um, a few days ago, and it was, the reaction was just like, what the fuck is this game? This, it's beautiful looking it looks like it's just a shit ton of fun to play um and the thing that really leapt out to me is that hey this is this was just a gameplay trailer i i don't even think it was necessarily something that they were trying to put out as a promotional thing it's just something that kind of came out in some way um and yeah it was it was gameplay and it sold me you know i i saw a game that looked like a lot of fun to play and it, it just looks fucking gorgeous um the the amount of variety to the the combat in that game looked just looked phenomenal um yeah so it's it, it definitely definitely showed up pretty pretty high on my radar when that thing started uh, started to blow up interesting how a trailer that is strictly gameplay and and no story either i mean there was little literally nothing other than you start off as this little bugs so you're seeing a little bugs ass we will go wallow i thought that was like wow that's that's pretty good that's pretty good, good. Bugs ass. right it's pretty yeah. good bugs ass and you know, after, after boom, it pops into the, the, the you know the Wukong, and you start twirling that uh, that quarterstaff around, breaking things. You know, just the, everything about it, it looks smooth, it looks refined, it looks like something we, you know, that's not currently in the works or needs much work on. It looks like this is almost like a product that's ready for a November launch. Um, I, I, the impact something like that has, though, where it's strictly gameplay. The example is here, where it just it blows up. Danny, have you seen it yet? Uh, I have not seen the trailer, so I gotta see this. <gasps> yeah, I have not seen it. I this is the first time I've actually heard of it. When did this drop? Because I had no idea. Uh, five days ago, four, four or five yeah. days ago, it uh, just like, came like, out of nowhere. Day or something like that. Yeah, when I I first saw it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to check it out since you guys have uh, hyped it up a lot. So that's well, definitely something I'll be doing after the show. A lot of comments that I've seen about this are kind of relating it towards God of War, where they're saying, you know, you could take, I mean, Wukong, I, I'm rather unfamiliar with the story, but I know, it, or I believe it's a Chinese legend, 
and there's people saying and commenting that with Wukong and the amount of variable stories that there are, you could pretty much have a God of War game style game, Kratos, but the character Kratos is now Wukong. So it's like you could take what God of War is and make another version of that with Wukong. So if that's the path that they could go with that, you know, and if that's the path they intend to do, that'd be interesting. That means lots of sequels coming out and there's if there's a lot of content i mean a lot to explore there's a lot of a lot of chinese mythology that is unknown and would love to be explored further but uh gonna move on from here got another one coming up uh we have a new nintendo switch model that has obviously been in the rumor circulation windmill for a while but there is another report according to a taiwanese newspaper that it could be launching early 2021 otherwise known as the switch pro it's going to feature a obviously better graphics engine inside. It's going to feature a better battery. It's going to be a better system than what Nintendo currently has out for the Nintendo Switch. Likely more expensive too. We're already paying $399.99 for the Nintendo Switch. And unless we see a price drop on that, which I don't think we will, but if we see a price drop on it, maybe going down to $299. But again, if it doesn't, I mean, we could potentially see a Switch Pro coming in four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Danny, you're Nintendo. Would you pay five ninety nine for a Switch Pro? Four ninety nine. See, I, I think even with a Switch Pro, like uh, this, this has been rumored for a while. I, I know people are dying for it, um, but you know, right now the Switch is the most affordable console you can purchase, and with the Xbox and the PS5 coming out, uh, it's still going to be the cheapest uh, console to purchase. And it's a hybrid, right? So it's you got your mobile game and you got your uh, you got your at home play. Um, will a system cost five nine nine or four nine nine? I don't think so. I, I can I. If they are going to release this new uh, model of system, um, I'm sure that the original model is going to drop. Uh, it's 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 only fair that it does, uh, since it's already been f- almost five years, uh, close to five years or four years to uh, to its date. Um, but um, yeah, if they plan to release this for next year to match the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, which I can see Nintendo either keeping it at the same price as the one is now, or maybe giving it a price of 439. I don't think we're gonna see it a lot higher than that. Um, just going by you know past Nintendo consoles, they have never been uh, an expensive purchase. They've always tried to keep it affordable. Uh, so that you know the uh, the cost of the system is cheap for a family or for any gamer. Um, I, I I personally do not see this system coming to the light of day. I know everyone's asking for it, and it's been it's been rumored for like a year and a half. Um, but if they are smart, they will keep the price down so that they can compete with the next gen of consoles. Even though they're not really competing, uh, it's in their best interest to keep it at a lower cost since so many of us have switches at home already now i know someone in here who doesn't have a switch and he's the guy right below me here so wes oh, my God. oh um, i have a switch oh you have a switch oh i, I stand corrected switch, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, right, right, right. i'm 
I'm wrong. I'm wrong. We all switches. It's on the other side of that wall. We all switches. I'm sorry. You stand corrected. I stand. I absolutely corrected here. So, all right. So, Wes, I know Mm. you you and I probably fall in the same boat here with the Nintendo Switch. And I only got back in the Nintendo with the Wii U. But the problem to me with the Switch is that graphically, it's very insuperior. And I mean, noticeably insuperior. You take a game like The Witcher 3, a game that came out in 2015 for the Xbox One and PlayStation 5, and it runs on Nintendo Switch. You know, I, I know, I believe you've commented, and I could quote you probably being like, gods know how, nobody else knows, you know, how the developers got that to work is, you know, it's... Yeah, it's... I was shocked to see that game coming out on the Switch. Um, I haven't actually played it on the Switch, so I, I can't attest to what it looks like or how well it runs uh, but yeah how how is it on the switch okay so of course graphically no surprise there sure. um the game actually runs pretty well uh, you know from the gameplay that i've played uh you know you have you have certain frame rate issues once more enemies appear on screen which of course is normal for a game that uh, that size to be ported to a switch mm-hmm. um but the the developer who took and they've done with uh, with Doom and other other franchises uh, imported to Switch, they've done a really good job of taking this massive game and porting it over to the Switch. Yes, it's not as good as say you know the uh, the current models, uh, but for someone who's never played it before, or someone who doesn't have those consoles or PC whatever, uh, you're not really um you're not getting a total disaster you're getting you're getting a good package that could be great but because of course the limitations of graphics and stuff you're gonna see a decrease in uh in frame rates a little times you'll have a little pixelated um but in in all fairness it was an amazing amazing job done for like i said a very massive game i think so, sorry, I was going to say, like, the, the way you kind of describe it is the way I would have described uh, Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. Where, yeah, like, it, it obviously doesn't look as good as it looks on the PS4 mm-hmm. uh, or, or the PC or something like that. Um, but it plays perfectly fine. It, it ran at 60 frames per second. You know, yeah, like, sometimes in some spots it doesn't look so great. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was a perfectly competent version of that game that i when i played it i didn't feel as though i was playing like a stripped down version of the game by any stretch right so where i was going with that though is is that with those games and i mean as gaming technology continues especially with the xbox series x and the playstation 5 it's not going to be as easy to take a game like that and port it down to the switch and i mean I, I feel for me where Nintendo lost me in, in, in my teenage years and the only reason I really came back was for the family oriented games and but if they were to ever try and you know compete on that you know going for the hardcore market you know they, they do need to have a hardcore system in mind you know this is the kind of we haven't really had it before where there's been systems that have came out other than memory size I mean, you get a little bit bigger memory but we're not you know that, that was the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 era but now we're talking about getting like different consoles, like different consoles. But yeah, we have Draven1985. Going to leave this one with you guys as we switch to our next topic, though. He says, when it boils down to it, 
do graphics really matter in a video game? So there's some food for thought on the whole topic there. Does it really even matter about the graphics? So frame rate's more important, right? Um, a new game, uh, two new games have been revealed. Uh, the first one we're just going to quickly go over that is Martha is Dead. It's a psychological thriller where you're investigating the murder of your sister. And yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's a very dark and uh, groom, uh, gloomy game. It's going to be coming out, I believe, at the towards Christmas of this year, or it's going to be slated for quarter one of 2021. Um, there's a trailer. You can go out there and uh, take a look, check it out. You won't want to miss it. Um, it looks good. I mean, it. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of horrors myself. I don't do horrors very well, and it looks it looks decent for those out there who would like horror games. It's not for me. <laughs> um, the big one I want to talk about though is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been revealed, and what a time to release a game about the Cold War. For, as I have to say right now, is between the tensions of Russia and the United States and other nations in the world. I don't know. Maybe it's a good time. Maybe it's a bad time to have a game by the title of Cold War. But the cover art for it has been revealed, and it's rather interesting. The soldiers or those appearing in it almost have like a newspaper style being wrapped around them. I don't know if either one of you have had a chance to check it out. Wes, I know you're a big Call of Duty. I'm looking it up right now. Right. I, I haven't actually played a Call of Duty game since... Um... Modern Warfare Two has been some time. Yeah, it's been it's been I a little bit of time. for me. But yeah, the, the cover art yeah. is rather interesting. I find that a few of the games coming out this year have had abstract cover arts. Look at the EA series that have came out. UFC Four looks interesting. Madden, same thing. Uh, NHL is getting the treatment. FIFA's getting the treatment. They all have the same style of cover this year, which is kind of like what, but it is. Um, that's where we find ourselves. Uh, okay, yeah, it's kind of doing a, yeah, it, like it, almost like a, trying to do the rip from the headlines thing, only taking it super literally. Yeah, no, really, it's like, uh, like it's just newspaper headline, headline, headline covering everything. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the, uh, no release date has yet been shared, but we're obviously going to expect it to fall between the traditional Call of Duty time, which is October and November. Probably going to be seeing a release date coming up for that anytime soon. Um, Did they announce? Obviously, is it, I, I assume it's coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yes, yes, yeah, coming to Xbox Series X and Sorry. PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Launched, and Xbox probably. One. Yeah, or if not close to it, very close to sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sony reiter Sony reiterates again that <clears throat> the console won't be delayed into 2021. So we're just seeing more confirmation from Sony following Microsoft's reconfirmation of confirming that they're also going to be launching their system in November. But we're two months out, and we still don't know what day. What the hell, guys? What the hell? <clears throat> so um, hopefully we see some more news on that coming out in the next few weeks. We need to to get an understanding here, folks. Um, gonna go through the last couple of these quick ones. Run out of time here. Um, Fall Fall Guys players have been urged to check their inventory to find out if they're the Fallen One. The Fallen One is the best player in the game, and they have been uh, given an exclusive skin. Apparently, there are others who have also received exclusive skins, uh, ranking down kind of from top down. Um, but yeah, someone out there is known as the Fallen One, and they would be the best 
player in Fall Guys, according to statistics. Nice. Um, All right. We had a couple more games announced. Uh, we had Gotham Knights announced for uh, by DC. Going to be featuring playing... Uh, Danny, I'm going to end this one over to you. I know you look pretty excited there. I'm um, super stoked. Hey, so take it away. Yeah, so uh, DC had their biggest conference, the DC Fandom, this past weekend. Uh, two games were announced. One we already knew about because they announced it was leaked earlier. Uh, that was the Justice League. Uh, sorry, the Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, or Kill the Justice League, I should say. Um, which looks to be a team-based um, game. Not much was shown, no, or I should say, not much was talked about about what the game really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had the trailer of it where Superman is the... It, something's up with Superman, he's bad again, like he is in Injustice. And the Suicide Squad are tasked with killing the Justice League. Um, and the other one was Gotham Knights, which is done by WB Montreal's uh, branch. Uh, and the one I'm absolutely very excited for. Uh, basically, you Batman is dead, or is somehow dead, and you are taking it up with the rest of the Bat family, Batwoman, uh, sorry, Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood. And that we got the uh, gameplay trailer, and we got some footage of how the game looks and how it's going to play. And that one plays more like the Arkham games, if you guys are fans of the original Arkham series. Uh, this is not a continuation. That is what was an, uh, was said by WB, WB Montreal. Sorry about that. But um, it is a completely different story. You were taking on the Court of Owls, which is a huge, huge thing if you're into Batman lore as much as I am. Uh, I'm very excited with, for, for that one because not only is it co-op, uh, it's a full-on Batman game. I'm not... Much into Suicide Squad, though it might be a, an amazing game, and I'm sure as hell going to play it when it comes in. Uh, but I am a fan of anything Gotham, anything Batman. Uh, so that one has my undying attention. And from what we've seen of the game, it's going to be coming for the PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X. Uh, it hasn't been... Uh, I believe it's still coming out for PS4 and, and the Xbox Series. Or I should say... I, I get all confused with the it's Xbox so name. It's so confusing. Yeah, um, but it's looking like an awesome game. Uh, like I said, if you love co-op games, uh, it hasn't been hasn't been told yet if it's an if it's just an online or if it can be a couch co-op. Nothing's known yet, uh, but I'm very very excited for what it's shown. You had the basic thing of uh, Batgirl fighting Mr. Freeze. You know, Mr. Freeze in the game. Uh, from what I've seen so far, I'm more excited for Gotham Knights than I am for the uh, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Wes, your quick thoughts on those? How do you like them? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with Danny. I I, I you know that what they they showed of uh, Suicide Squad, they it was a teaser trailer. There was no gameplay, nothing to to speak of that way. So you know, it's a cool trailer. It's got a you know funny ending. You know, it was keeping in with the tone of that sort of stuff, so it was fine. Uh, the the Gotham Knights stuff, uh, I watched that that gameplay uh, walkthrough, and there was some interest, some interesting things said by the 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 narrator on that, talking mm-hmm. about like the the fight with Freeze can be different depending on how early or late you you choose to encounter him, and so I, I'm very interested to see what kind of implications that that has, whether it can be 
obvi- obviously choose your path through the game, but like, could it mean that maybe you could be fighting Freeze more than one time rather than it's just here's the boss fight and now Freeze is arrested and and continue on? So that it, you know, I might be kind of interested to see the the sort of uh, continuing battle uh, between you and, and a single uh, a single villain for a while, that sort of thing. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I I don't know if it's necessarily set in stone this way but they mentioned that all of the single player content can be played in two player co-op but they didn't mention four player co-op which i thought was interesting given that there are straight up four characters that you could play as yeah that's um, interesting seems like that would be the way they go but it, it maybe maybe they're revealing that later i don't know it could um, be it does seem like it's gonna be a four player co-op though you you would think so um so yeah i mean it, it looked good i'm i'm interested to see more of it and and to, to kind of see, I'll, I'll definitely play it when it comes out, as I will with the Suicide Squad game, just because I'm a big fan of Rocksteady games. So <laughs> so we are finding ourselves getting a little bit short on time here, so what we're going to do is I'm going to just go through a few of the last t- uh, points we have for tonight, then we're going to get on to our major point, which is the PlayStation 5 versus Xbox Series. So, Microsoft, speaking of, has filed a statement in support of Epic's legal battle with Apple, for those of you unfamiliar, obviously Epic has uh, put a uh, update through that allowed microtrans- or microtransactions to go through in their game cheaper. But going around the payment uh, authorization that Apple and Google had on their Play Stores, meaning that Apple and Google got cut out of receiving money, they didn't like that, kicked uh, Fortnite off. And Microsoft has then filed a statement because. And, and they say that if the Unreal Engine is hurt in any way, shape, or form, it's going to have a dramatic effect and significant um, uh, loss to those who are already using the product, who are already engaged with it. It's a widely, widely, widely used gaming platform. And it's interesting to see a big leader like that go behind one of these two, see if any more are going to be doing the same thing going down in the next couple of weeks as this case continues. Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be receiving free DLC like The Witcher 3 did. So it's good to see that CD Projekt Red continuing on with their trend there, as, as, as well as there's going to be full-out expansions. So they're going to free DLC and expansions. The DLC can't, kind of came down to small quests, small cosmetic items, haircuts, beard styles, things like that. Probably going to be along the same lines in Cyberpunk 2077. Nothing too huge, but good enough to have some free stuff either way. Lord of the Rings Golem game has been announced as a teaser trailer now available for you to go and check it out. You will be playing as Golem in a Prince of Persia style uh, stealth game where you will be needing to use the subterfuge and his skills in order to navigate your way around. You won't be able to take on enemies straight on with Golem. He's too weak. So you're going to be having to use the cunning skills of this creature in order to get your way around Mordor. And obviously it is telling a story. The developers say so there is an end goal where you have to get it's not create your own story with golem adventure but players will have a lot to do along the way to kind of keep it fresh for them and lastly here before we go to our break is going to be the 2020 game awards are still happening and it's going to be bigger the biggest one yet they say that uh accordingly uh they have a lot going on they're going to be doing a live show they're not really they will not have 10,000 people gathered, but it is apparently going to be well, the biggest one that they've ever had. So make sure you tune in this December for the Game Awards, and hopefully we see some magic happening. 
But uh, that is it for the news of the week here. We're going to be getting to our break. Once we, once we get back from the break, we're going to be tackling the PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X for round two, part two of our showdown. And see where we're sitting right now. We're two months out from the consoles launching. And we still don't know release date. We still don't know cost. But one thing we do know is our opinions are starting to be formed. And well, you'll hear about that soon. See you after the break. Everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, where we talk about the weekly gaming news you don't want to miss, and a weekly point of discussion every episode that we have shared between us. You get to hear our thoughts on the matter, and this week it's going to be the PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X. This is part two. We've already talked about this once earlier on our podcast, and if you want to go listen to that before you hear us here, stop or Stop and go watch that over on YouTube. Go catch it over on your favorite podcast source. Or if you just want to hear our thoughts now and with everything new that's come out, just continue listening in. So um, where we find ourselves with the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 is two months before, a little over two months with these consoles expected to come out. We still don't know a price point. We still don't know a release date. And... We still don't know a lot of a lot of other things, including all, the entire catalog that's going to be available at launch, any other games that are going to be coming with them. And I mean, there's still a lot of uncertainties in the air with backwards compatibility, and some of this is starting to come out. Um, an example of that is Sony uh, you know, saying that they're going to be uh, making the DualSense controllers uh, needed for PlayStation 5 games. And, and this is something that's only coming out two and a half months before the console launches almost something you would expect of it but for it to be coming out so late in time uh it, it, it kind of leads credence to there being a lot of uncertainty about these consoles and that's further supported by the fact that microsoft and sony have had to come out several times now and reiterate over and over and over again that hey don't worry we're we're coming out our consoles are coming out in november they're coming out in november but we haven't seen anything about it. We haven't, there's been no real indication other than a few leaks. And that's it, they're leaks. And leaks are about as much to go by sometimes as you know, a, a lost rock down the road. You, you know, you don't know what's exactly what you're going to find. But we need some credence from Sony and Microsoft on this. Um, so what, what I want to talk with you guys about is... Uh, the current state of the two, uh, obviously with Xbox Series, we have a lot of questions going on, and Halo's being delayed. Uh, there's now rumor that Halo might be delayed until 2021, uh, 2022, and that they will be taking away the Xbox One support of the game. So this means completely, I mean, this is going right back to the drawing board almost in a lot of ways. Th this is crucial to... Yeah, that I, sounds crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, that it's a latest report that's come out, and I mean, it, this is what Tyler is supposed to launch in two and a half months, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, that that just sounds crazy to me. <laughs> Continue, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, what with the uh, the report earlier last week that came out saying that Halo Infinite's having a turbulent development due to the TV series and everything that's going on with that. The trailer that it obviously dropped, much to the dismay of the Halo community and the other ga otherwise gaming community at large, very angered by what they saw. Um, 
Ah, oh, that's all I gotta say right now. It's just, <laughs> just a, just a, just a, uh, with everything that. I mean, I, I'm gonna share a few thoughts that I have on Xbox before I pass this on to you guys because I feel like probably I'm gonna be the one that's gonna be in the most support of anything Xbox is doing. There's not a lot that I, I even find it difficult to support some of their movements and. I mean, we're talking about in two and again two and a half months these consoles coming out, and where the market's going to be going on that. As of this point right now, I think it's heavily Sony. But it, this is so interesting because this isn't a simple console generational war. I find anymore. Microsoft is making a play here, and I think that their long term is to get themselves out of the console generation. I think they want out of the console wars, but they almost I think need to have one more generation of having people especially low-income users on a device where they can have the, the the game pass and keep that fan base we talked about it last week or, or maybe it was a week prior where the numbers came in on the gaming industry as a whole where people are playing how many gamers there are only eight percent of the market is pure console yet they're the highest spending per user but still, it's only 8%. And we continue seeing all these shifts to PC and shifts to PC. And, and the Xbox Series console, especially with the Game Pass, I mean, I myself am struggling to figure out whether I'm going to buy an Xbox Series console in November. And the more and more that I look at it and the more I hear about it, the less I, I find I'm going to buy it. I just got done downloading Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my PC, a game I bought the Gold Edition for on the Xbox One, beat it, played it all. With Ubisoft's Uplay, it's 19.99 Canadian, gets you all access to all of their games. With the Xbox Game Pass, you're paying another $17 a month, and with the two for yearly subscriptions, you're going to be paying about $440, $450 plus taxes, and that gets you in like hundreds of games, hundreds of games to play. Um, and I mean, it really begs the question. It really begs the, the the question, like why why buy a console? I mean, you know, if, if all this availability is right there on PC, like what makes the argument for a console? Well, the cheapness of it does. And we know that Microsoft's coming out with the Xbox Series X, which is going to be their Switch Pro, their ultimate version of the console. And then they're coming out with the Xbox Series S, or at least it's rumored so far. We haven't seen anything on the Xbox Series S. But we believe it's coming, and we believe it's going to be the cheaper alternative version. It's going to be half the price, or a much lower price than the Series X. Obviously aimed at a market. It is aimed at a type of consumer. It's not an everybody consumer, though, is, is, is how I'm finding it. I believe it's very targeted towards, again, uh, those with a lower income, those unable to spend a large amount of money on games. But they don't need to. And, I mean, if you're able to put a small PC in a person's hands and, and get them still on that for one more generation, because at this point, I don't think consoles have much legs in them beyond the next seven, eight years. They're pretty much PCs as it is. Um, Wes, I'm going to throw this down to you, give, give you the floor a little bit, share your thoughts on on Sony, on, on the Xbox Series X. Take a pick. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of want to touch on uh, just the uh, the launch of these is, I, I mean, obviously everything's been kind of thrown out of whack with just this year has been trash. No. 
Um, the so you know at this point though, like when we were talking shortly after the the PS5 reveal, I thought you know what in a month we're gonna have a we're gonna have a date we're gonna have a price, but we're we're creeping up on two months later now, and I'm like, okay, you, you got a commercial, you need a date, you need a price, like it, it is getting far too late for for this. Uh, I I still firmly believe that they they are gonna launch this. Uh, this year uh because at this point i mean you have other publishers involved in this like it's not just sony's games it's not just microsoft's games you've got other publishers who have games coming out to these consoles that are going to be ready in november mm-hmm. and it is far too late to turn to them and say ah, sorry guys maybe next year you know like it, it, it's just too late mm-hmm. um at, at least that i feel anyway um so I, I really do think that we, you know, this there is a PS5 commercial out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel with that there, we're going to get date and price soon. Uh, I, I It has to be in the next few weeks, like three weeks tops. You know, I can't see us getting too far into September without knowing this. Um, as far as Microsoft goes, I, I've, I, I have done... So many 180s on on their approach. Uh, I when when all of this the talk started, I really felt that they were nailing it. You know, they were talking about, hey, you're gonna buy a game, and all of your Xbox One games, all the games that work on Xbox One, are just gonna work on the new console. And I was like, great, that's awesome, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know they they started talking about like, hey, you know, and, and games that come out that later come out for the new console those are going to transfer over you know we've got this smart delivery system and then the cracks started to show and they were like well yeah the smart delivery system is an opt-in thing we're not going to enforce it but we definitely encourage publishers and and developers to take advantage of it i'm like Mm -hmm. oh so it's not going to be every like it's not going to be every game it's only going to be those that decide to do it and yeah, like some some big ones have done it. Ubisoft has said they're going to do it with Assassin's Creed. Uh, CD Projekt Red has said they're going to do it with uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So there's some titles making use of it, but it's not everything. You know, if if you're not going to enforce it, then who cares? You know. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, like I I figured that I guess in my head that there was the best case scenario, which was. You could buy a game and it would play on the Xbox One. It would be the Xbox One version. But then when you play it on the the Series X or an Xbox One X, you get the 4K assets. You get the the extra graphical power that it's actually they're actually going to make use of it. And more and more, it's seeming like the developer side of me that was like, no, that's extra work. That's more work to put into one game that only at best case half of you know not even best case but like half of people that are gonna buy it are gonna see it Mm -hmm. you're not gonna do that you know that's that's resources that's time that's money that that's not worth it in the end and and then you throw on top of it smart delivery and hey you might not even make money off of doing this um so yeah it's and, and, and the further it's gone on the more i'm like man they were saying all the right things or i thought they were and now i i just yeah, I just have no interest in that system. Like, I'm, I'm, I have Xbox Game Pass. I think that's the best deal in gaming, um, because you get so many games, and you're gonna get all of the Microsoft ones day one. 
and you just play them on your PC. If you've got a PC that can run these games, you don't need this console. Um, but I can still see the advantage for people that really want to play Halo and just don't want to fuck with a PC at all. Like, I get it. Just, you know, get this system, but hey, maybe you don't need the super fancy one. Maybe just get this S1 that's seems like it's going to be more in line with an Xbox One X. A, a very interesting approach, too, with the Xbox family of consoles and something that I had highlighted there with the DualSense, which is the PlayStation 5 controller being required for PlayStation 5 games. It's, it's been said that the Xbox One controller, the Xbox One family of controllers, will work fully on the Xbox Series X. You won't actually need to go out and purchase more controllers. A small victory, albeit, but... A small one there. Um, but there's a reason for that too, right? There like, is. The, the oh. controller has got extra features that's not in a PS4 controller that are yeah. now not available to PS5. You know, like, oh. there, there's, a, there's a reason for it. It's not as though it's just like, hey, we just want you to buy new controllers. Like, No, of course. I only ever, I, I have one PS4 controller. I got it with my PS4. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is the the argument is if if you have that, if you're going to buy the PlayStation Five and the controller, you already know the cost on it. You're unlikely to go and buy a second, third, and fourth unless that's the environment that you have with the people players coming over. Yeah. Not a lot of people do, so it's not as big of a problem. But where I was going with that is actually more in the uh, backwards compatibility. So where, and I'm in that boat. I, I I'm that consumer, and and I've said to people that the thing about Microsoft is that. While I'm not getting the Xbox Series X console, they're still not losing me as a consumer. I am still their customer. I am still mm -hmm. paying them money at the end of the day. And, 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 and by doing all of this, I think they're going to end up gaining more customers on the PC side of things. But for the console itself, it's going backwards compatible all the way back to original Xbox. That is going to be 19 years of video games that's you know, select titles that are, are selected yes. titles. The list is still growing, but you'll be able is to it play. Though they they stopped that program. I thought they were continuing. No, no, they. Uh, unless they've restarted it, they stopped it last year. Uh, I stand corrected on that. Then uh, there might not be any more new games coming in there. Or other titles being added, but they do have it backwards compatible all the way. You know, that's what they're trying yeah. to aim for. I mean, it would make sense for me, for me, or it would make sense for them to try and get it back going again if that's going to be their ploy and one of the attractive features of it, which is you can play your Xbox One library as soon as you get your Xbox Series console because all the Xbox One games work, and I think it's all I think it's all the Xbox One games work, and it's still 360 and Xbox original. It's eh. it's whatever works on the Xbox One will work on the the Series X. No. But that that was actually the first sign for me last year when they they said, yeah, you know, uh, all this big backwards compatibility push that they they talked about at E3, and then like two days after E3, they quietly said, and we're no longer doing, we're no longer going to add any games to backwards compatibility for the Xbox One. And I thought, oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I I, I always figured it wasn't going to be everything because there's licensing issues and shit like that. You know, like. Yeah. who put out this game for this system, but they don't have the license anymore for that particular IP is now on in this publisher. So who do you talk to to get that to work? Yeah. Uh, unless it's, unless, you know, you do the, the PS3 thing, which just straight up had PS2 hardware in it. It just works anyway. Yeah. Um, 
but that was the first sign of like wait 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 not so you're not going after every game anymore like i i, I it can't be all my games uh, okay yeah so hang I mean, on to this xbox then as they try and position themselves right it, it, it is interesting but it, it it gives a little bit of value to it but not enough to in my opinion pull a user like me to buy that console but again like they they kind of that's not that's not their end goal plan they don't i don't think they want me to go and buy an xbox series console if i don't need to they you know they're happy being like no it's okay jake you you pay us 240 dollars a month for your xbox live access and for your game pass ultimate and we'll sit over that's, here that's and, a year not a month a month sorry yeah right i wish i wish 17 bucks a year whoo he signed me up yeah. they're giving away for a dollar there for a while i don't know how they made any money during that danny gonna get you involved here you're i think leaning more sony as well so where do you sit on everything? How are you feeling on the two consoles? I'm gonna listen to every, everything you guys said, and it's great because I need some point, uh, some good pointers to go on. Uh, uh, everybody caught me when we started talking about that, uh, hitting that nail in the coffin. Um, I'm just gonna put it out here: I am not a fan of either consoles. I, I honestly, I don't care about this generation of consoles. Um, but Microsoft's idea of how they want this new system to sell makes absolutely no sense to me. I do not see the point of the console. Uh, like you said, all these games are going to be playable on your PC for those who have it. Um, what is the point of, of Microsoft wasting so much money bringing these consoles to stores if nobody is going to care to buy it, they're just going to have the same thing that the current Xbox has. You can go and find an Xbox anywhere, even throughout this pandemic crisis. Uh, if you're looking for a console, you know, the nearest Walmart has like 25 inside the cabinet, uh, but they don't have any PS4s or no Switches. This is such a stupid slash good idea. Uh, and you brought up, a few, you, both of you have brought up a few good points of of, uh, of the Game Pass and such. Um, you know, being able to play the new games uh, that that day when you get your console. If, like you said, Jake, you don't even have the the drive to go and even to bu- pick one up yourself. And you know, Halo not coming out until 2022. Now, can we like, are we fucking serious? Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, Wes brought up the same thing with the uh, backwards compatibility. These two companies have no idea what the hell they're doing anymore. They're so busy coming up with something to get you attracted to purchasing these next consoles that they forget something. Backwards compatibility, like Wes says, it is canceled. The program stopped last year. You are not getting any new updated games to that list, except for what's already there. PlayStation, they they do the same thing where they're always giving you that option where like, yes, we're going to have backwards compatibility uh, and it's going to be our main selling feature of this console like it was for the PS3. After the first year that stopped and we had a new model where it got rid of the backwards compatibility their idea was to bring the playstation now which is a total failure because frankly 
I haven't seen that list updated in the last, you know, two, three years now uh, of games that were supposedly backwards compatibility. And like you guys said, it's all due to licensing issues. Uh, not every game is going to be able to come out just out, you know, the same with the Nintendo Online, where uh, there's the the ability to play the NES and Super NES games, and a lot of them are not going to come for it because of licensing issues. Um, but, you know, going back to, you know, all the things that they have said that is going to happen with these consoles, yes, we don't, we don't have a date. Uh, I, you know, Wes believes that we're still going to see it. I don't believe that we're going to see it. Two months in, no marketing, no nothing. Uh, it's it's one of those things where you need to have at least something, or else it's going to happen. Like with Sega, when they decided to release the Sega Saturn, they released it the same day that it was announced at E3. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. It was available at the store. You know, you could go and get it. It was sold out. It didn't work out. Uh, this is a different time. Yes, this pandemic has created a, a completely different atmosphere to this launch. Uh, it's not a good launch. Uh, I don't think it will be a good launch because of what's going on. Uh, and like I said, I don't think this is going to happen this year. Yes, we've, we've seen a lot of games that are, are announced that, you know, that supposedly are going to be making its headway in November, such as the newest Call of Duty that like we're talking about. Um, but so many things have been told and changed and told and changed. It's it's a domino effect of nobody knows what the hell is going on anymore. Um, and, you know, there there's a lot of good stuff for both consoles game wise. I you know I I have nothing bad to say that the games suck or whatever. I, I've seen lots of good games for both consoles. Yes, I'm not a fan of uh, Sony or Microsoft, but I'm still a fan of publishers. I'm still a fan of games, uh, and I love seeing people's creations and new IPs or you know sequels to different games. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited for people to play these games, but the means of playing these games, pretty much Microsoft says you don't need that console. So it, that's that's a, you know, a waste. It's thrown off the table. PS5 still has its exclusives that you need the system to actually play it. Whether or not they're going to continue <clears throat> the same idea or change it down the line to being a Game Pass kind of thing, um, you know, that it, of course... We're, we're going down a different route, right? It, it's not like when we grew up where, you know, things where you go out, you go and buy a game, you play it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, things are a lot different. People want it fast-paced now. They want to be able to uh, get a game or get into a game very quickly uh, because we're all so busy, you know, stuff like that. But so far, as a marketing plan, yes. If I wanted to buy a console, I'd be leaning to PlayStation. Uh, though there's a lot of cons with PlayStation right now, too, as I can see it. But Microsoft is giving nobody the excitement to go and pick up this new console uh, like it was, you know, when the first system came out. Which gets me to my point is, what was the point of even staying in the console race this generation? Why not just move to PC? They were a PC uh, publisher before. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a lot of money being wasted to bring out these consoles, even though, sure, there's a lot of us that don't have a high-end PC, but it's, it's going to be revenue that could have been saved to, you know, hopefully make, uh, uh, Halo great again, right. you know, fun thing, but 
it, it's one of those things where I, I don't see this console, uh, this console succeeding. I don't see them like, you know, we've talked about and Will, who's usually here with us, uh, and he agrees. This is the last we'll see of Xbox in the console race. If it's even if it even survives a year of being on a shelf, you know a few interesting things. Uh, you know, we're talking about the backwards compatibility, and and uh, I, I just quickly looked up a little bit more here during this. Is that um, uh, you, you guys are right there where they where they have stopped it, but they've also doubled down in a lot of interesting ways. And so some of these. Key, ta- key takeaways include that the same team that was doing the original backwards compatibility for the Xbox One is now doing the same thing for the Xbox Series X. Um, the console is going to be add, able to add HDR to older titles uh, that were created before HDR was even possible um, inside the system itself rather than any work on behalf of the developer. So if a game wanted to be added into the backwards compatibility by the sounds of this almost makes it incredibly easier the developer just has to say yeah like sign me up and the platform or the system will do it itself um pretty pretty, uh, that's pretty much the the main point there that that i that i saw was interesting is that it, it opens the door for there to be more games added for the backwards compatibility and if there is anywhere that they are going to be able to make a move or it's going to be able to cement themselves. It's in maintaining, I think, that backwards compatibility. Because, Danny, you're right. Otherwise, like, like I'm an Xbox guy. I have zero interest in buying the Xbox Series X, whatever console. I find the names confusing. Um, and for me, I, I don't have a catalog of Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games to a high enough degree where I'm like, oh, I need I need this. Like, I have an Xbox One for my Xbox One games right now. I have an Xbox One that does everything that the Xbox Series X is going to do backwards compatibility-wise, except add on this HDR to it. And sure, if they get a few more titles, that might entice me to go over there. But, I mean, I I don't even use it now. There's obviously people that do, though, for them to double down in this manner on, on backwards compatibility, spending the time and effort to make a system like that. Um, But, I mean... We are finding ourselves at the end here. Uh, well, I, I just want to I just want to put this out because this is this is what I wanted to see for backwards compatibility. Because uh, there there was a, a a trademark filing from Sony a couple of years ago uh, that was seemed like the foundations for technology similar to what Microsoft did to get Xbox 360 games and Xbox One games working on the uh, sorry. <sighs> Fucking Microsoft. Xbox 360 and original Xbox games. Fucking God. This is the fucking Every way. fucking it, time. And all working on the Xbox One. Fucking sakes. Uh, and it, it, it led is to, to a little bit of a rumor that, hey, maybe the PS5 will actually be able to play every PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. Like PS4, PS3, PS2, PS1. And the the... Scenario that I wanted to see play out for both of these consoles was, and and obviously there'd be some limitations for some games just because we've talked about IPs and licenses and shit like that. But what I wanted to see happen was for me to be able to take my discs and put them into the, the console. If, for example, I didn't have a copy of like Nightmare Creatures for the PS1 and I wanted to play it for some reason. I Guess what? If you're the the license owner on Nightmare Creatures, 
talk to Sony and get that up on a digital marketplace and I can fucking download it and play it. Right. I can pay them money and do this. You know, there, there, there is a, a, a economic, like a business advantage to doing that. And then I can have all of my games on one fucking system. I can just play my games because I love the games and I don't need to hang on to the like 19 systems I have in this closet behind me. Like it, I, I just want to be able to play my games and I just want it to be nice and simple. Sounds like a uh, PC. It, yeah, it really does. <laughs> you know, and I, I just want to be able to play those games with friends, regardless of what platform they have it on. I, I'm really not asking for much guys. I'm in the same boat. I really don't feel like I'm asking for ridiculous things. I, you know, and, and kind of what I have here is it, it seems like Sony is releasing a next gen console and Microsoft is putting out a new phone. I mean, that's a perfect, perfect uh, explanation right there. Yeah, that that's just more and more. That's just what I feel like. And you know, I have a phone. I don't really need a new one. Like, I, you know, if if something cool comes to that, or there's some really cool feature like the HDR stuff, the increased resolution, increased frame rate stuff that they talked about sounded really cool. That's not a day one purchase for me. No, um, and I think that's the big thing. But, is like, you know, like when we're trying to talk day one purchases. You know, and that kind of really sets the tone for the console going forward. Doesn't mean the end all. We saw PlayStation Three coming back against Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty in its later days because of the technological technological superiority with the Blu-ray player inside. Um, but I mean, like Microsoft could find themselves stumbling out the gate. Like it just feels like they're just tripping in a lot of ways. And yeah, they're like the the Game Pass is going to get out there and work, but. For, for driving that day one console purchase. I mean, I can tell you right now that I have a lot of more people asking me and being interested in getting themselves down on a list for for upcoming PlayStation 5 pre-orders than I do Xbox pre-orders. So it's it's one of those things that it's like, there's way more demand that, I even see, that I've seen even in the store for PlayStation 5. I want to put it at a five to one ratio right now. Where had at least one person uh, put their name down for that Xbox? It, 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 there's people asking, like, there's, there's some people that want the Xbox, and most of it's the transition, like, I'm an Xbox guy, I'm going to Xbox. But I'm an Xbox guy, and I'm probably going to buy a PlayStation 5 because I don't need the Xbox Series console. I don't need an Xbox family console, any of their consoles, that you either call them families or console series or whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, I have, uh, like upstairs right now, I have the Crystal Xbox. And I have that for a few Dungeons & Dragons games that they didn't make backwards compatible. That's it. I need, I, need, I need that system. I got my Xbox One. Every game that's going to be coming out on the Xbox One that is a, or on the Xbox hate this and xbox series consoles it's just so dumb i, I blame Matrick for this i blame don Matrick for this this is all oh. his fucking fault that picture of him fucking looking look at my xbox one fuck that guy fucking I, went to the same motherfucker xbox xbox 360 xbox one xbox series to me the xbox series should be all of them 
They should, they should have just all be Xbox. Right? Like, Why couldn't they just call it the fucking Xbox? It'd be like PlayStation going like, here's our series of consoles. We have the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4, and the PlayStation 5. Microsoft's like, hold my beer. I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to name a whole generation after series. Got to fuck everybody's mind up. Cause, the next one's going to be Xbox Coffin Cabinet. You know it does amaze me that there are executives that sit around a table and come up with this shit and come up with these these names and 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 this goes through channels. This goes through channels. Joe Scoba in our chat here says, "Why not just call it Xbox Pie?" Exactly. I, I don't. I, I mean, they they dug themselves into the corner when they called it the 360 because yeah. they didn't they didn't want to call it the. My understanding of this is they didn't want to call it the Xbox Two because superior. it was coming out against the PlayStation Three. Yeah. So they need and to have a three in there. They were like, well, it's obviously worse because two is less than three. And you know, that is that is an accurate statement. Yes. And actually, in both both cases, it is it was a weaker system. But yeah. however, like... That's what that their code names, before they bring out the official names, is sometimes so much better than the ones yep. they actually go for. Yep. Like the Xbox, yeah, I, I think the Xbox... And Nintendo's uh, the same way. I think the Xbox the, the series... Nintendo Revolution would have been a fucking awesome system name. It would have been. Or like Project Scarlet, Project Scorpion. It's like, yo, give yep. me like a Scorpion in my, in my system. Well, see, that, that the right Xbox there, Scorpion. It, 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 yeah. Gives it some, crit- some, uh, some creativity right there. But no, we can't yeah. have creativity. That's just doesn't work anymore. No. Not in this industry. <laughs> All right, so to wrap this up here, let's get our final votes and tallies. Danny... You've got you, you won a grand, and you are going to buy an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation Five in November. What are you buying? Well, I already have you know door stompers, so uh, I would go for the PS Five. Wes, same question down to you: PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X with that grandy one? Uh, it's a PS Five. And I'm going to be the third one that is going to go PlayStation Five here. I'm an Xbox guy, and I, and it's. Ah, I just, you know, I, I want to. I, I want to continue with my achievements and my account. And I'm going to be doing that over on PC. And I, I mentioned this before that we started here. And the one thing I want to break, uh, the one thing I want to bring up as we as we end off here is Microsoft's positioning for the future, I think, is the smarter choice between the two. I think I said this to Danny, or I forget who I might have mentioned this to, but I would not be surprised if or I would not be surprised if Microsoft was the last Sony in the gaming industry. I think Nintendo is safe. I think that Nintendo has enough of their original IPs to be able to carry them no matter the circumstance. They're like, hey, shit, we're in financial ruin. What do we do? Well, let's make another console and make 18 games with all of our IPs that we have. Let's Mario make it Kart 9. All right, company saved. Oh, millions. We sold 30 million copies. What else do we want? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2? You got it. 3? You got hey, it. I got Metroid Prime 4. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I think Nintendo's safe. And I think Sony is going to find themselves in trouble coming near the end of this console generation because something I've talked about and brought up here before is components in a system and then you're literally talking about a pc so 
I mean, we're getting to that point where the bridge between console and PC is very, very, very small. For obviously the first time in our history. Um, and that's that's kind of where I think that Microsoft is, is is realizing they're like, hey, like we're already third place here. We've got a fan base. We release a really cheap console, and I want to hear more about this Xbox Series S because I think, again, if they can release a console cheap enough, they might be able to maintain enough people, at least on the system side, and, and keep that fan base there for the next generation, which will be. That's it. But they'll already have everybody on the Game Pass. They already have 17 million people subscribed to Game Pass. And as of next month, it goes to mobile, which, as we talked about last week, is the largest gaming market in the world. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's where we find ourselves. We're 3-0 going for PlayStation 5 right now. Uh Microsoft still gets my money, so I guess I'm I'm like half a vote. Because my uh, I'm I'm eventually gonna get a Series X. I, I I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm never gonna get one because I'm a sucker and I will eventually get one. Um, but it's not they they have not sold me at launch. No, and I mean especially with Halo Infinite being pushed back, and if the rumors are true that it gets pushed back to 2022, um, did, did you see the article? about why they uh, with the uh the tv series and why they believe that it's been having such a problem i didn't know i i heard that it that there was issues with the or it i guess extra focus on the tv show that caused the delay outsourcing too has apparently been a major issue there's sure. a lot of outsourcing and because the 343 has been so focused on the tv series and making that good and making that rocking um that uh there's been there's a lot, a lot of outsourcing in general, just in in games. Like yeah. you look at the credits for any game, and you see a bunch of studios listed that you've never heard of, but they worked on the game yeah. in some capacity. Made a you know made a piece, made a render, you know, added and something. it could be it could be stuff under the hood. It could be it could be networking code. It could be you know like what have you, um, you know, all sorts of stuff under under the hood that you never see and and don't know it's there. Well, that's where we're going to end off, folks. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you're hearing us on your favorite podcast source, then make sure to continue following us. Check us over on twitch.tv slash nerdynorthers for all of our live episodes every Monday from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or a little bit later like we've gone on tonight because we do. So we do. Uh, You can catch all of our previous episodes also on YouTube. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Make sure you follow us for more great content, and we thank you all for, again, tuning in, and we shall see you next Monday. Have a great night.